once we're on to a new country, Italy. I must admit it's my favorite. The eggs just landed in Rome. Let's check in on them. Benvenuti in Italia. Welcome to Italy. The pilot's voice woke the eggs from a nap. It was a short three-hour flight, and they could have used a bit more sleep. Shelly, is Rome the capital of Italy? asked Meg as she peeked around her aisle seat to Shelly's row behind her. Yes, Meg, it is, replied Shelly. We will spend a week or so there and then move on to other parts of the country. It's about a 30-minute bus ride once we get off the plane. There's so much to see. Shelly reached over and flipped Meg's ponytail and said, Bella, that means beautiful. Meg giggled. <laughs> After landing and gathering their bags, Shelly said, we'll grab a bus and head to Rome. Andiamo, everyone. Let's go. Shelly turned on her heels, waved her arm high in the air, and began to walk briskly. The group followed. While on the bus, Miss Poach made an announcement. Listen, everyone, I have some good news for you. I received a telegram just before we left Israel from Peggy's mom. She's coming to Rome on business, and she's bringing Peggy with her. We'll see them tomorrow at our hotel. What? Did you say my cousin Peggy's coming to Rome? Tomorrow? Reggie began to jump up and down on the bus. Mom, did you know that? Reggie's mom laughed at the expression on his face. Yes, Reggie, I knew she was coming, but I wanted it to be a surprise for you. I'm very excited, too. Peggy's coming! Peggy's coming! Reggie said over and over. The rest of the eggs were also thrilled by the news. We'll all be together, said Meg. This is the best trip ever. How long is she staying, Miss Poach? asked Benedict. I hope she can stay with us for the rest of the trip. Miss Poach looked with sympathy upon Benedict. Benedict, come here and sit by me. He looked confused as he took his seat next to Miss Poach. She needed to break the next piece of news to him gently. Benedict, Peggy will only be here for our Italy trip, but that's better than not seeing her at all, right? Yes, I guess so. Miss Poach continued. There's something else I must tell you. I heard from your father. He will be picking you up in Rome at the end of our time here. Benedict's bottom lip began to quiver. Benedict, remember your father told you when you arrived in Australia that you would not be able to stay for the whole trip. Benedict buried his head in Miss Poach's shoulder. I know. I guess I stayed longer than I thought I would. I don't want to leave. His body shook as he began to sob. Benedict, we just arrived in a beautiful country with lots to see. Let's not think about leaving yet. Let's think about all the fun we've had over the past months and be grateful for that, okay? Miss Poach hugged him close. You're right, Miss Poach. My father was very generous in paying my way for six months of the trip. I am grateful for that. And I do miss my parents. Miss Poach handed him a tissue and he wiped his eyes and blew his nose. I'm going to have a good time in Italy and I'll see everyone in a few short months, right? He asked, looking up at Miss Poach and waiting for an encouraging answer. Of course! Time will fly by and we will all be together again in El Pullman, she said as she gently kissed him on the cheek. Miss Poach, is it okay if we don't tell the others until the end of our time in Italy? I don't want anyone to be sad. I just want to enjoy our time together. Yes, Benedict, she replied. You know, you really impress me. You are thinking of others' feelings and being considerate. You really are a good egg. I'm trying, he said. 
the two exchanged a gentle smile. The bus arrived in Rome in front of their hotel. Shelley gathered everyone together. We need to wait here for my zio Pietro and my zia Ida. Zia and zio mean aunt and uncle. They're not really my aunt and uncle, but I just call them that because I visit them so often. They are bringing their twins, Angelo and Margarita. She looked at the eggs and said, they're great kids about your age and they're anxious to meet you, but be cautious. The two of them like to play pranks on people. The last time I was here, Angelo and Margarita set my alarm clock ahead two hours, and I woke up thinking I was late for a meeting. Shelly <laughs> laughed as she remembered the incident. Ciao, hello, Shelly! Zio Pietro called as he waved and ran to Shelly. Angelo and Margarita outran their father. They reached Shelly first and gave her a long hug. They all kissed on both cheeks. Zio Pietro said, come on, everyone. Zia Ida has prepared a wonderful meal for you at our home. The group checked into the hotel and then went to Zio Pietro's home. Upon entering the home, the smell was captivating. Zia Ida, what are you cooking? That smells wonderful. Zia Ida's face lit up when she turned and saw Shelly. Shelly, como esta? How are you? I'll be much better after I eat this home cooking, she replied. Everyone greeted Zia Ida and took their seats for the feast. To begin, she brought out a huge antipasti salad. This was made up of cold cuts like salami and cheese, like provolone, and bread called crostini and bruschetta. Next came minestrone soup. It had a tomato base and vegetables. As Zia Ida appeared once again, she carried out a gigantic bowl of spaghetti and meatballs. Zia Ida, your pasta sauce and meatballs are still the best I've ever had, complimented Shelly. Gregory held his stomach. I don't think I can eat anymore. Angelo and Margarita laughed. Angelo said, we haven't gotten to the main course yet, Gregory, and wait until you see dessert. Zia Ida brought out spadini, a seasoned meat dish rolled up and placed on a stick. This is delicious, said Coach Flo, as she took a second helping. At the end of the meal, everyone was stuffed. My compliments to the cook, said Reggie's mom. Everyone clapped for Zia Ida. Grazie, thank you, she said as she laughed and bowed. I will get dessert. Sigourney said, I have a little bit of room left. I wonder what it is. Her eyes grew wide as she leaned over on her chair and tried to peek into the kitchen. Zia Ida came out with a scrumptious dessert called tiramisu. It is a layered sponge cake with powdered chocolate and mascarpone cheese. Whoa, said Reggie. That looks awesome. Everyone enjoyed the dessert and then went into the other room to relax. I don't need to eat for a week, exclaimed Meg. That was fabulous. Tomorrow we'll take you to the Coliseum, said Angelo. You will enjoy. But first we have to eat more food. Mama, bring it out, he shouted. The eggs stared at Angelo. Are you kidding, said Gregory. Angelo and Margarita began to laugh. Yes, we are kidding, ha ha ha. Shelly looked at the eggs and said, I told you they were pranksters. A short while later, everyone said goodnight and went back to the hotel for a restful evening. The next afternoon, everyone met Zia Ida and Zio Pietro, Angelo and Margarita in the hotel lobby. They took a short bus ride to the Coliseum. As the group stepped off the bus, they gazed at the huge stone structure. They entered the building and marveled at the oval shape inside that contained rows and rows and rows of what looked like seating. What is the Coliseum? What was it used for? asked Meg. 
this is enormous. Angelo replied, the Coliseum was an ancient stadium that was used for sporting events and all kinds of shows. They even had live theater and gladiator fights here. Gladiator fights? Like you see in the movies, asked Gregory. Yes, answered Margarita. And sometimes they would flood the floor of the Coliseum and reenact sea battles using real ships. Wow, exclaimed Reggie. I wish we could go back in ancient times and see that. Shelley addressed the group. The Coliseum was built of stone and concrete and finally finished in 80 CE. It was made to hold 50 to 70,000 spectators. There wasn't a bad seat in the house and the opening ceremonies lasted 100 days. The eggs were amazed at all the history in this place. Angelo added, there were also trap doors in the floor where animals and people would sometimes suddenly pop out. Pop, pop, Margarita shouted behind Benedict and he jumped in fear. Margarita, don't scare me like that. My heart skipped a beat. I thought someone popped out of a trap door. Angelo and Margarita chuckled. Sorry, Benedict. We thought we would have a little fun. Come on, let's explore. Okay, I love to explore. Benedict followed Margarita and the rest of the group trailed behind. The next hour and a half was spent in the Colosseum, appreciating the rich history and ancient ruins. The group left the Colosseum and stopped for some gelato, which is Italian ice cream, before taking the bus back to the hotel. I could eat gelato all day, said Reggie. I want to try every flavor. Mmm. Later that afternoon, the eggs arrived back at the hotel and were talking in the lobby. Just then, Benedict did a double take at a familiar face he spotted. It was Peggy. Reggie, look, there's Peggy. Peggy, Peggy. Reggie's joy could not be contained. He ran up to his cousin and they hugged tightly. We heard you were coming. Did you get our postcards? Peggy was thrilled to see Reggie and the rest of her friends. She began to speak quickly. Yes, I got all of your postcards. I'm putting them in a scrapbook. Thank you for sending them to me. I felt like I was with you on your journey. Everyone hugged Peggy and helped her with her luggage. Peggy, you'll stay in our room, okay, offered Sigourney. I was hoping you would say that, she replied. Peggy, it's my pleasure to meet you, said Shelley. I hope you enjoy Italy. She shook Peggy's hand. Thanks, Shelley. I'm with my cousin and my friends, so I know I'll enjoy my time with them wherever we are. She replied as she smiled at the eggs. Peggy's words made Benedict think about his time with his friends, too. I'm lucky to have such great friends, he thought to himself. Peggy is right. Even though I have to leave soon, I know we will be back together in Albumen in a few short months. After morning lessons the next day with Miss Poach, the rest of the week was spent with Angelo and Margarita in Rome. One afternoon, Angelo told the eggs they would be taking them to a few other cities in Italy. We're going to see some very interesting things, he told them. We'll leave in a few days. The day arrived for the group to leave Rome. They boarded a train for a three-hour ride to the city of Pisa. We are going to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa, said Angelo. Maybe we can help straighten it out. It just needs a few good pushes. He looked at Margarita and winked. Really? It's leaning? I'll try to help, said Gregory. Maybe if we all push hard, we can straighten it out. I'll help too, added Reggie. I'm really strong. Coach Flo could not contain her laughter as she pleaded, Angelo and Margarita, tell them the real story. The eggs were confused. What's going on, asked Sigourney. Why can't we help straighten the tower? Shelley nearly fell off her seat from laughing so hard. The Leaning Tower of Pisa 
is a bell tower that has been leaning since its early stages of construction. Oh, Shelly had to catch her breath. Okay, there have been numerous attempts to straighten the tower throughout its history, but it keeps leaning to one side. No one can figure it out. Tourists try to pretend to straighten it out for a joke. It makes an interesting photo. Very funny, Angelo and Margarita, said Meg as she flipped her ponytail. She could not keep a straight face as she looked at them and broke out into laughter. The rest of the eggs laughed too. They arrived at the tower and were amazed at how much it really was leaning. It looks like it's going to tip over, said Benedict. Can we go inside? Yes, here are your tickets to get in, but be very careful, cautioned Shelley. There are almost 300 steps to the top, and the stairs are in a spiral design, so you may get dizzy climbing, especially since the tower is leaning. The eggs took off running and began to climb to the top of the tower. Reggie, slow down, said Meg. Remember what Shelley said. I'll be fine, he answered. I won't get dizzy. Reggie ran up the spiral stairs far ahead of the others. I'm almost there, he thought to himself as he saw the top of the tower. When he reached the top step, he began to feel very dizzy. He sat down on the marble step and laid his head on it. The coolness of the marble soothed him, but his stomach was about to explode up through his esophagus. Just then the eggs reached the top and saw Reggie laying on the step. Reggie, what is it? asked Gregory as he ran to his side. I should have taken the climb slower. I don't feel so good. Let's take you back down and get you some fresh air, said Gregory as he lifted up Reggie under his arms. The eggs helped him slowly get back down the long spiral staircase. Miss Poach and Coach Flo were waiting for them as they exited the tower. That was cool, said Benedict. The view from the top was awesome. He looked over at Reggie who was sitting on the beautiful green lawn that surrounded the tower. It was awesome, except for Reggie. He got sick. Reggie's mom was rubbing his back. Are you feeling better yet? Yes, thanks, Mom. I went up the stairs too fast. I won't do that again. Just then, Angelo and Margarita came walking up with lunch for everyone. Come, we will eat some pizza in the Piazza dei Miracoli, the Piazza of Miracles. Yes, pizza, shouted Peggy. Reggie, remember you used to say pizza when you were little? He still does, replied Gregory as he patted Reggie on the back. Everyone walked over to the piazza and enjoyed their pizza. Margarita commented, Hey everyone, we are having pizza in the pizza piazza. Say that three times fast. Pizza in the pizza piazza, pizza in the pizza piazza. Pizza in the pizza piazza, said Angelo quickly. I did it. I can do it too, said Benedict, even though he had a mouthful of food. Pizza in the pizza piazza, pizza in the Pizza, pizza, pizza in the piazza, pizza, blah, blah, blah. Everyone laughed as Benedict stumbled on the tongue twister. He began to laugh himself and took a drink of water so he wouldn't choke on his food. All aboard, shouted Shelly. It's time to get back on the train. We'll take a three-hour train ride to Venice and spend a few nights there. Angelo looked at the eggs. Did you know the streets in Venice are made of water? Sure, Angelo, replied Gregory as he scratched his head like we're going to believe that one. It's true, countered Margarita. Just you wait and see. I think we caught on to the two of you by now, said Benedict. This is another one of your pranks. There's no such thing as a street made out of water. Shelly and Coach Flo chuckled as they settled in for the train ride. This is a good time for everyone to catch a little nap, said Shelly. That's a good idea, thought Sigourney as she closed her eyes.
The train arrived in Venice and the group took a water bus to their hotel. The streets really are water, exclaimed Benedict. Angelo was right. Venice is a city made up of 118 small islands. The islands are separated by canals of water, which are its streets. There are also many bridges that connect the islands, informed Shelley. There are no cars, only boats. This is an awesome city, shouted Reggie. Look at all the boats on the canals. The group checked into the hotel and then headed out for dinner. After dinner, Angelo and Margarita suggested they all take gondola rides. A gondola is a long, narrow, flat-bottom boat that flares up on either side. Gondola rides are very popular with the tourists. That sounds like fun, Shelly. Can we do it? asked Meg. Of course, Shelly replied. The gondolas only hold six people, so we'll have to take several. As the group boarded their gondolas, Benedict asked, Why are the gondola drivers all wearing the same thing? Margarita replied, They are called gondoliers and they all wear a striped shirt, black pants, and a wide-brim hat. It's like their uniform. The eggs climbed aboard the boat. Welcome to my gondola. My name is Antonio. Do you mind if I sing while I row? That would be great, said Sigourney. After Antonio's short performance, Benedict interrupted. I can sing too. I sang at camp last year, remember Sigourney? Benedict was enthusiastic as he got up from his seat and climbed next to Antonio at the tip of the gondola. He began to sing, but Antonio became concerned because Benedict was getting too close to the edge of the gondola. Just then, a wave rocked the gondola and Benedict lost his footing and fell overboard. The eggs began to scream, Benedict, oh my Benedict! I will save you, shouted Antonio. He handed the oar to Gregory and said, keep the gondola still. He jumped in the water and dragged Benedict back onto the boat. Are you okay? Yes, thank you, I'm okay, Benedict said as he panted between breaths. That was scary. You must be careful on the gondola. There's not a lot of room to move around. Antonio told him this as he wrapped a blanket around Benedict. Benedict, sit down now, said Meg. You scared us. Antonio brought the eggs back to the dock. They thanked him again and waved goodbye. Angela and Margarita came to the dock and saw Benedict dripping wet. What happened, they asked. Did you fall in? The eggs recounted the story to Angelo and Margarita. Ooh, you better hope you don't get the seven-year curse, said Angelo. If you fall in the water here, that's what happens. Margarita began to giggle. Angelo, I'm not in the mood for your pranks, said Benedict as he hung his head and began to walk back to the hotel. I'm sorry, buddy. Just kidding, Angelo replied as they all walked back to the hotel together. They spent the next few days exploring Venice. One day the eggs went to the island of Murano and learned how glass was blown. Glass blowing has been an art here for over 1,000 years, said Shelley. They all watched in amazement as the glass blowers turned out gorgeous works of art, such as vases, sculptures, jewelry, and paperweights. Look, Miss Poach, exclaimed Meg. That paperweight looks like the crystal heart you gave us last year. It's so sparkly and beautiful, I'm going to buy it. Oh, Meg, it is beautiful, replied Miss Poach. It was soon time to return to Rome. The eggs knew their time in Italy was growing short. As they sat in the Piazza Novona, eating more pizza, Benedict decided to tell them he had to go back to Albumen after this trip. I have something to tell you, he addressed his friends. What is it, Benedict? asked Reggie. 
My parents have been more than generous with me for letting me stay with you for the past six months, but now I have to return to Albumen. A tear began to run down his cheek. The egg sat quiet for a while, but understood that he had to go. Benedict, it will be okay. We'll see you in a few months, and we promise to send you a postcard from our other location, said Sigourney, as she put her arm around his shoulder. I know, sniffled. Thank you for letting me share such a great adventure with you. I'm lucky to have you as my friends, he replied, blowing his nose. They all shared a group hug. Back at the hotel, Angelo and Margarita came to say goodbye. We had a wonderful time. We hope you enjoyed Italy. We loved Italy. We loved it so much. We're going to move here, said Gregory. The eggs looked at him in surprise. Really? Move here, said Margarita? Yes, we're going to move into your house. We will all be sharing your rooms. Zia Ida and Zia Pietro said it was okay, Gregory continued. Angelo and Margarita were stunned. They didn't know what to say. Just then, Gregory burst out laughing, and they all understood the prank. Ha ha, very funny. I guess you got us back, said Angelo. He and Margarita hugged the eggs and gave them all a kiss. They also exchanged address information to keep in touch. Ciao, goodbye, ciao. Before the group departed for the airport, they all threw a coin in the Trevi fountain. Throwing a coin in this fountain means you will one day return to Rome, said Shelley. I sure hope so, said Benedict, and I hope it is with all of you. They headed to the airport and Benedict's father was there to pick him up. The rest of the group headed to their gate and took a seat as they waited for their plane. Just then, Miss Poach walked up to the eggs and reached into her purse. She handed each one of them an envelope, including Peggy. What's this? Peggy asked. Peggy, I spoke with your mom. She said you can join us if you wish for the remainder of our trip. She will meet us in New York at the end of the summer, replied Miss Poach. Really? Yes, yes, she said with enthusiasm. They eagerly tore into their envelopes. Meg was first. Norway? That's near the top of the world, isn't it, Miss Poach? She asked. Almost, Miss Poach replied as she smiled warmly at Meg and then closed her eyes for a nap. Well, there's a lesson for you. Never stand up in a gondola. I'm glad Benedict was okay, though. Here's some other things you can do for more exploration of Italy. Try making an Italian dinner as a family. Look up more foods like lasagna or chicken alfredo. So good. Research the history of the Colosseum. Find out what kind of sea battles took place there. And why does the Leaning Tower of Pisa lean? Make a paper mache model of the Colosseum or the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Don't forget to add the details. How about making pizza tonight together? Visit your nearest Italian bakery and buy a pizza dough ball. Stretch it out, throw it in the air, and get creative by using your favorite toppings. Research why the streets in Venice are water. How did that happen? What are some songs that the gondoliers sing? Do you have any Murano glass in your home? Look up some pictures of the beautiful pieces that come from the island. And what is the story on the Trevi Fountain? What do the carvings depict and why is it so popular? Well, that's it for now. I'll see you next month in Norway. Ciao. Thanks for listening and thanks for being a good egg.